Good morning, this is BFC Live for Wednesday, August 12th, the Summer Edition. Coming up, our latest fact or fiction segment with Liz Tohura, the co-founder and president of BDSA. BDSA is the official insights partner of Business of Cannabis. She'll be breaking down the fact or fiction about the cannabis slacker consumer. At the end of this month, August 27th, join us for our Cannabis Forward Networking Education event, co-produced with Diversity Talk, titled Social Equity and Practice. It's made possible in part by Shopify. You can sign up on our website at businessofcannabis.ca. Thanks to our partners, BDSA, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, and Torque and Mains. And as always, we are protected by our friends at Alcet. Now, this conversation with Liz Dehura of BDSA, breaking down the fact or fiction about the cannabis slacker consumer. Liz Tahara, welcome back. Hello, Jay. Another week, another fact or fiction for our friends. Another fact or fiction. <laughs> we've, we've done boomers, we've done female consumers, and what are we doing this week? We are going to talk about the cannabis slacker this week. What did you call me? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, this is a personal favorite, um, and I'm sure there's fact or fiction abound on this front. What do we have to learn about slackers, cannabis slackers? Yep. And I'm going to make sure I put them in quotes every time. Quotes, yes. Uh, well, this, this one, I thought I'd give you a really easy, uh, an easy test for the last of our series, Jay. I don't, I don't have any doubt that you're going to get this fact or fiction right. Well, I'm a cannabis slacker, so I might get it wrong. I, might get it wrong. <laughs> I highly doubt it. All right, so talking about your cannabis, what some people call stoners, here's your fact or fiction. Jay, are cannabis consumer slackers? I would say fiction. <laughs> you would be right. <laughs> Absolutely a fiction. <laughs> We're out here to dispel one of the most pervasive and sort of longest standing consumer myths out there. Uh, which, frankly, I think um, in the last three or four years that we've been out sharing the, uh, the insights and the, the, uh, the data around cannabis consumers and who they are and what they are, this is one of those myths that, that quite frankly, I think we've done a very good job of dispelling um, in general. But it is still out there, um, depending on who you speak to and, and how much exposure they have to the, the cannabis space. Um, completely understand that I'm preaching to the choir when I talk to you, um, and also, of course, uh, most of our audience uh, probably already cannabis enthusiasts or, or cannabis um, professionals, so know that this is absolutely 100% a myth, but let's look at some of the data and walk a little bit down the number line. Uh, some of the data points that allow us to dispel uh, this very outdated myth that the cannabis consumer is a slacker consumer. Um, so first of all, when we're looking at Canada, uh, you know, over half of Canadian, Canadian cannabis consumers, say that three times fast, are employed full-time. Um, and that is significantly higher percentage, by the way, than non-consumers. Uh, so more likely to be employed full-time and highly likely to, uh, to, uh, to report being very, very active. Um, you know, so have to, having a daily routine, um, considering themselves to be very social, putting a high priority on self-care, um, and participating in a variety of activities. Um, so again, we see these are uh, 
generally very, very active, engaged, um, and frankly diverse group of, uh, of folks, these can cannabis consumers. To put a little bit of a finer point on it, comparing consumers to non-consumers, um, when we talk about sort of healthy habits in general, you see essentially uh, very, very equal or similar um, rates for all of these uh, highly healthy uh, and, and productive habits, such as prioritizing getting enough sleep, prioritizing eating right, and a really interesting one, prioritizing uh, being physically active. Um, I find this one especially fascinating uh, as you dive into the cannabis athlete. And we're lucky enough uh, at BDSA to have actually a couple of sponsored, uh, a couple of cannabis athletes and one sponsored cannabis athlete on our staff. Uh, and it's really, really uh, great to see how these professional and or amateur athletes are utilizing cannabis within their, uh, their exercise regimes and their, their training programs to enhance um, their focus, to enhance their recovery, um, and, and a lot of really interesting things going on there. So uh, probably not too surprising to see that consumers are actually more likely than non-consumers to be physically active. Um, so you've got, and again, these are your Canadian, uh, this is actually Canadian and US level one consumers together, um, just to get sort of a, a bigger pool. But the trends we're seeing holds, hold pretty steady. Uh, so consumers, 41% of cannabis consumers report going to a fitness center or gym, doing yoga, Pilates, participating in outdoor recreation. Um, you can see that those numbers are higher than your non-consumer numbers. Uh, really interesting on the, as a bit of a side note, on the note of athletes in cannabis. Uh, so the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience um, at the University of Colorado Boulder, which is my alma mater, go Buffs, uh, did a really fascinating study with a panel of adult consumers um, in California, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, and these were cannabis consumers. Um, and they found that eight out of 10 of cannab our cannabis consumers have consumed cannabis within an hour before or four hours after exercise. Um, of those that consumed, 70% said the enjoyment of their exercise increased, um, about half said that their motivation was increased, and uh, another almost 80% said their recovery was boosted. Um, so definitely seeing a really strong opportunity in a role, uh, maybe perhaps for some people a surprising one, uh, between cannabis athletes and cannabis consumers. It's only surprising to the people who don't consume cannabis, I think. <laughs> I would agree with that, absolutely. Uh, but it isn't just about exercise. Uh, so cannabis consumers are pairing cannabis with a number of activities and products. Um, and uh, just like the boomers, so I know we, we spoke about boomers a few weeks ago, Jay, and I mentioned um, how important cannabis was within the getting creative or motivated needs space and how that was being uh, one of the most popular or most often cited um, opportunities or occasions for consuming cannabis. Um, and that is the same for, for just about all cannabis consumers. So that's, a, that's an average, um, average cannabis consumer response as well. Um, interestingly enough, these cannabis consumers, you know, they're more likely to spend, to be willing to spend more for high quality products. Uh, they're more likely to state that they're adventurous than non-consumers. They're more likely to be social than non-consumers. Um, and this is, a, I think, a, an especially relevant one these days, um, especially in the US, but I believe in Canada as well. 
Um, they're more likely to report being socially engaged and participating in social activism than non-cannabis consumers. Uh, so a very, very diverse bunch of um, highly motivated and, uh, and highly, uh, highly diverse uh, consumers here uh, within the cannabis consumer space. Of course, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, we're both highly motivated cannabis consumers ourselves, and I know we both surround ourselves with uh, cannabis enthusiasts who are taking on the world and cannabis professionals who are, uh, who are making a big difference in the world. Uh, but the big picture theme here, Jay, you know, for three weeks now, we've been talking about these various groups. Uh, and I think, you know, busting out of these cannabis stereotypes, um, as much as we within the industry uh, know that these, that these stereotypes are untrue, it's great to, to see this get more and more mainstream. And as cannabis gets more and more destigmatized, um, we can clearly see, you know, not just from the data, uh, but from the people that, that we're surrounded with in our day-to-day -day lives, uh, that these, all these old cannabis stereotypes uh, are, and myths, if you will, are ready to be put to bed. Um, so hopefully we helped help bring a little bit more data around the dispelling of the myths that we all know um, are, are outdated and, and ready to be, uh, to be put out to pasture, if you will. Well, it, it's, it's um, you, you mentioned it, um, it's of course important to developing and getting to market products people want and understanding the demographics of people that consume is important to do that. I also think, and um, I also think as the general public understands who cannabis consumers are, and it's really everybody, um, and, and the myths are dispelled about who is using cannabis and why, it has, um, I don't know what the right term is, but almost like policy implications as well. Um, Absolutely. Not only sort of big picture political, but I'm just thinking like, because I'm in Toronto, the number of stores that are opening, once people realize that it's not stoner slackers only uh, going to the store to buy stuff, it's everybody in their neighborhood. And, and that stigma really changes the dynamic of the role cannabis plays in society, which sounds grandiose, but it, but it happens to be true, I believe. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think I love that you mentioned that uh, certainly in Toronto um, and, and then here in Colorado as well, and of course across the US, the role that retailers play is so important in being that bridge to the community, uh, both the existing cannabis uh, customers and also the rest of the community and being good stewards and having those beautiful stores like Supret and like the others uh, that we know are out there uh, that really dispel these sort of uh, scary myths around, uh, around who the cannabis consumer is and, and what cannabis consumption is all about. Yeah, no, it really, and we're going to watch it, and you've been watching it for a long time, but watch it unfold, see those numbers move, and understand that the general public, how they view cannabis in their lives has changed, and the fact that there are now, and of course, sponsored athletes doing work and, 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 and participating and competing with sponsorship from cannabis companies, and in some sports, it's more than others. I mean, you know, uh, cycling, you know, they're just, there are, this is becoming super mainstream, and um, it's fun to be part of it and watch it. It certainly is. Yeah. Well, thank you again for dispelling, uh, well, fact or fiction, three weeks straight. We did boomers, we did females, we did stoner slacker, uh, and we always learn from, from you and the good team there. All right. Well, thanks so much, Shay. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon, Liz. Okay.